Hello and welcome back to another episode of this podcast. Today I'm here with a special guest and we will be discussing bipolar depression. So um, in your own words, how would you describe bipolar depression? Well, I believe bipolar is the highs and lows, which means you can get a manic phase or you can get the depressive phase. Um, Generally, the depressive phase comes first for me where I get very upset when I'm under a lot of stress. And then comes the manic phase after I start feeling better. And a lot of it is controlled by medicine because of the serotonin levels that are off in your brain when you are struck with bipolar manic. All right. Now that we have a sense of what exactly bipolar depression is, um, triggers are usually associated with bipolar depression. So are there anything, anything that triggers you? And then h- how do these affect you? The triggers are generally very high stress, like loss of a spouse, loss of a job. Um, that really are the main triggers when you really get sort of upset or depressed, or you don't feel like you're adding any value. And I'd say the triggers are that you have to watch for uh, changes in your eating, your sleeping especially is a very key critical trigger to indicate that you are going into a manic phase and that you should get your meds adjusted. All right. So now going off of that, what are some things that um, you do or you have gotten help to manage this? I'm very strict on my regimen of taking my meds. I take them at the same time almost every day. Um, I ask for help from other people and I um, talk to other people. Like if I'm starting to feel stressed or I'm starting to be worried or I start talking too fast so that um, other people know what some of the signs are that that I'm moving into a manic phase. So I would just say making other people aware is very helpful in identifying a potential episode. Episode, yeah. All right. Thank you. With all of this in mind, now, what do you think is important for other people to know about bipolar? Just be cognizant of people's behaviors and people that you're close to that, you know, are acting differently. Point it out to them or point or, or figure out a way to let them know, because sometimes the person that's having an episode is not always the best person to identify it. Um, it's difficult because a lot of people don't, it's, there's still a stigma and a lot of people don't want to t- talk to other people, but especially close family members, friends that you trust, keep your inner circle close and keep in contact with them so that they can, can help you identify the episode. Gotcha. And you mentioned the stigma. So um, what are some things that we can do to help broaden um, people's perspectives and open that door so that way it isn't so stigmatized. It would be great if there was a test that they could give you to test your serotonin levels so that people could actually know that that is what causes it. When you look at pictures of the brain from a depressed person to a not depressed person, it's very clear, Um, but there's no like exact test that they will do. But um, I think that would remove a lot of the stigma if people could realize It's just like having cancer or any other disease that you could see on a test. The serotonin levels are key critical to keeping your your mental health balance. All right. Yeah. And that thing that you brought up about it's just important as any other physical um, 
illness that you would have. So thank you so much. And it was great to have you here today and hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for listening.